What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It gives me great pleasure to welcome you back once again to Fighting Fire with Fire, the AJ Rose Show. At time of recording, it is 7.05 p.m. on Wednesday, January 17, 2018. It is our second day of recording in a row, hopefully our second day of successful posting in a row. And sitting beside me in his roommate's room at 9 Hubbard Street in Jamaica Plain, Massachusetts, is someone who's wanted to come on this podcast for a long time, Mr. Alex Chimino, a.k.a. Chimmy. Chimmy, how you doing? Oh, I'm good, good. Thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate it. You, you know right. it. It has been a long time coming, indeed. We, we've discussed it for a while, and we're going to get to a lot of different topics today. We are going to talk about uh, the AFC, the impending AFC and NFC championship games uh, on this Sunday. We are going to talk a little bit about uh, dating in the wintertime, which you said you wanted to... One of my favorite subjects. <laughs> but And we're going to talk about, as always, what is so hot right now, but... We start each podcast with a nice little, how was your day? My day was good. Um, I uh, Quick plug, I am uh, an employee of the famous Fresh Truck, so that was basically made up the majority of my day, early day on Fresh Truck on the bus. We're out there, shout out Josh Troutwine, Annika Morgan, Sonny Chen. Yeah. Um, out there slinging fruit. Uh, we were in. We were <laughs> Not in, a euphemism. Actually, yeah, slinging we fruit. Are, we are slinging fruit. There's absolutely no euphemism <laughs> there going on whatsoever. Yeah, we were in Dorchester today, Southie. Um, so uh, had an early day. Finished early. Nice. Rounded up nicely to to get right into the podcast. Yeah, good. Yeah. It, it uh, it's easy when you have an early start. It's easy to get into your daily dose of loathing with Stephen A. Smith <laughs> yeah. before you come onto the podcast. So you came you came home and I saw you just eating your cereal. I was like, Alex is going to exactly. get right into the zone here. Fresh off a nice YouTube session, getting ready to mm-hmm. get angry. About listening, we were listening so. to some uh, old school video game sounds before this, just to get us nice and relaxed. My day uh, was fairly stressful because I had a game as head ball coach of the CSW women's junior varsity basketball team. We lost 36-17 to 17 to Chapel Hill Chauncey Hall today. 17 points is actually more than the combined total of points that we've scored in our first three home games because we scored two points then four points then seven points in our first three home games so i'd like to give a quick shout out to the girls jv team at csw they're getting better every day and it's going to show it's starting to show on the scoreboard but it's going to start <laughs> hey, show hey, in the hey. win column sooner rather than three later. points worth of games in one game is getting there yeah absolutely yeah. getting there uh we have this sunday we only have three games left in the 2017 nfl season this is true and the team that we both root for, the New England Patriots, are still in it. They're playing the Jacksonville Jaguars on Sunday. And if there's anybody who I think could just be outright dismissive of the Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> on this podcast, it's you. Because I think you have such disdain for inferior opponents when it comes to the Patriots that you are up on uh, your Patriots high horse, which we all are to some degree. We all but, are. But we all are. Of course we are. That's what happens when you make 12 AFC Championship games in 17 years. Well, a, a primer to uh, to being a Patriots fan and generally, which uh, I'm not sure is entirely true of all Boston fans everywhere, but I have to start the primer, or have to start with the primer, that when Belichick leaves and Brady is done, I am ready to finish at the bottom of the AFC East for the next 20 years. <laughs> I'm ready for it. I don't have a problem with it. I've already mentally prepared myself. It's, have I mean, we may have mentally prepared ourselves. When it actually happens, uh, it, I'm sure it'll be nice for the fans, not only of the Bills, Dolphins, and Jets, but for every other football fan that sees the Patriots yeah, just have to eat some humble pie at some point. Sure. They've been waiting for the other shoe to drop for about 20 years now. Yeah, yeah. Or 17 so, years at least. Uh, yeah, I don't disagree with that. Yeah, but there was... Um, so I couldn't help but notice the... Uh, in all of my high horseness, uh, 
some internet meme came floating across the the webs the other day about uh, Blake Bortles' 2017 um, completion percentage was 60%, and 12 out of 16 seasons puts Tom Brady's AFC Championship appearance percentage more likely than Blake Bortles completing a pass. It's pretty <laughs> solid. So... I, uh, Twelve out of sixteen. You're right because the one of the years they didn't make it was this Matt Castle year. That's true. I didn't even think about that. So, but then again, no quarterback's completion percentage is above seventy five percent. So that's a little, this is little true. unfair. This I'm true. pretty sure, I... pretty sure the all time completion percentage got set uh, each of the last couple of years by Bradford and then Breeze, like right above 72 percent. Twelve, 72%, 12 out of like sixteen that. seasons, my man Tommy is. So you, so needless to say, you do not have any faith in Blake Bortles to come into New England and beat the Patriots. I I don't, and I just the the only reason why I believe that is I just I don't think they have the I don't think they have the all around weapons that they would need mm-hmm. to even move the sticks on on the Patriots defense. I'm there's there's a few factors going on. Like okay, no one no one's arguing that that the Jacks defense isn't legit, but at the same time, the Jacksonville Jaguars along with the Pittsburgh Steelers to a certain extent are a little bit. They play in the AFC North and the AFC South, which easily are. I spent at least five minutes looking at both divisions, trying to figure out which one was worse, whether it was the Titans or, or the Colts, and who's at the bottom of the AFC South? The Colts and the Titans and Texans me. and the Texans who, who might have won four games. Who, by the way, the Texans won four the Texans, games. The Texans might have been the best team in that division if Deshaun Watson hadn't gotten hurt. I'm just That's throwing that out there. Fair point. Fair um, point. I, the Bengals, the Bengals did manage seven wins, so shout out to the Cincinnati Bengals. For and the Bengals winning. knocked the Ravens out of the playoffs. So if it weren't for the Bengals, the, there would have been two AFC North teams instead of two AFC East teams. All, Just saying. All of this is true. All of this is true. Um, but the Jaguars' best offensive weapon is hurt. Leonard Fournette. They are, and I think he will play, but the thing that I simply can't get around is that um, the Jaguars are dead last, 32nd in the league in strength of schedule. And mm. so, so you think this is this is they got they uh, took advantage of a very easy schedule and then played over their heads against the Steelers. They played two elite teams, in my opinion, which were a the Steelers, which they won, and then they lost to the Rams. Don't quote me on which week that was. Okay, but out of the two essentially elite teams that they were played, that they played basically one and one. Mm-hmm. So a bit of a toss up. You'll see where it lands. I mean, okay. Jalen Ramsey, legit. Boye, all these guys. You talked. You guys talked about it a little yep. last week. They're legit. But again, I just Miles Jack, Calais Campbell, Marcel Darius. You can name down them the line, all. Down the you're, line. you're rushing. You're just rushing for. I mean, the list goes mm-hmm. on and on. The one thing that again I think is missing is playoff pedigree. Also mm-hmm. a big deal. Um, the biggest game any of these Jaguars have ever played in, without question. And and again, same thing with the. Uh, regardless of this. The, the seniority of Drew Brees and the experience that he had, I mean, you just, you, you see that oftentimes the coaching just isn't there. The so coaching. I think it's going to come, it always comes down to coaching. Do, do, you, do you have faith in Doug Marone, the Jaguars coach? Defensively, yes. But again, I don't, I think Belichick is going to force Bortles to beat him. And mm-hmm. I, don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I just still cannot see that happen. The Blake Tannock so. sinks this week? I, I've got him for one pick. Okay, I've got okay. him for one, one pick, pick, which is, I, I guess, a little bit of a little baby bet, hedging my. Do you think the Patriots are going to have more turnovers than the Jaguars in this game? 
Where do you, who do you think is going to turn the ball over more? I don't think Whoops. so. Whoops. That's a that's almost a tradition on this podcast that I get a text. <laughs> There's and always my computer one. dings. There's always at Wait least one. It. They're gonna keep coming. Wait for it. No, now, they're, they're, not. they're actually all caps coming in, so there's oh. a lot of there's a lot of screaming. Coming Sh- into second the phone second right podcast now. in a row. We're well gonna we're gonna the, shout yeah. out my friend Hutch, who's, who's texting <laughs> me, and I, it's my mistake for not uh, putting "Do Not Disturb" on Hutch, all the all caps is just rude. It's just rude. <laughs> She's there's not rude. No reason. She's not rude. She puts on all caps all the time. Uh, the other game is also a matchup of a team that we thought would be there and a team that we didn't think would be there because their quarterback was hurt. So we've got uh, the Eagles at home against this Vikings team that you are still in disbelief about what we witnessed. We were right next yeah, to each yeah, other. I was sitting right next to you and you watched me stare at my television for probably, I would imagine, like about a 20 minutes. 15 minutes. It was, it was at least 10 minutes. You, you, were, you were nonplussed. Your um, eyes had nothing behind them for like 10 all minutes. All right, wait. So, okay. So, I, I listened to the pod last week and you had this argument about what was worse was was the Saints botch against the Vikings worse than what? Malcolm Butler? Oh, then Malcolm Butler. Well, and Malcolm Butler's the worst. No, I don't it's it, it's not. See, this is again, I'm going to I'm going to completely disagree with that. And so here I'll I'll throw this a, a couple out for you here. Okay. Here's my justification. One, the reason why the Vikings game was so absolutely insane is because under any circumstances, you should be able to again, I don't want to throw throw out the Bill Belichick love here, but situational football, they have no timeouts. You don't need an interception. You don't need anything. You need to tackle him in bounds, and they physically will be incapable of doing anything. They can't throw another pass. They can't kick get another, another field goal. They playoff. literally cannot do anything except throw a short hail mary and run. And so, I just. Here's the thing about the Malcolm Butler play. Teams throw it at the goal line all the time. The Patriots threw it against the Falcons, and Vic Beasley almost picked it off in the Super Bowl. That play where he put his hand up and knocked it off. It's true. Another, the Pats threw it at the goal line again last year against the Seahawks when we lost that game. Um, the regular season game. That's The regular season game, exactly. It was Gronk versus Cam Chancellor one-on-one, and that potential pass interference call. Again, teams throw it at the goal line all the time. So anytime you're attempting a a pass... It's a, there's a chance it'll get picked, right? That's sure, what you're of course. And again, it's it's not it's not blind luck. It's not a bad call. It's everyone has seen that goddamn YouTube video of him like berating Malcolm Butler in practice because he got beat on that play like three or four times in a row and practiced it over and over and over again the like entire that week leading up to play. the Super Bowl. <laughs> and so I don't I really don't know what you want me to tell you. I mean, teams throw it on the goal line all the time. I, I think we're Bill Belichick I, is a psycho. I don't think I we're disagreeing. Work. I just think yeah. that from a gut punch standpoint for Saints fans to lose a divisional round game in a walk off touchdown scenario is less painful than for the Seahawks. Uh, losing the Super Bowl in gut punch fashion. Okay, all right, that's a fair point. I'm I'm judging this strictly off like pure situationally, football. like how just, unique just that off was. Pure football. I mean, when is the last time that you could honestly say that you watched something something so ridiculous? Like you should be able to coach a high school team to not be able to do that. That kind of play just doesn't happen at the NFL level. There's like if you're in prevent defense, your safeties are probably drop back forty <laughs> yards. There's it's like it's like the most didn't I I said I think I said this the other night. It's like the most you had one job to do. 
You yeah, literally the, had one job. You, you either you either have to if if you're not going to tackle him in bounds, at least get him out of bounds so that they have to attempt a long field goal or something like that. Whatever whatever you you do, Again, the same Marcus point. Williams. You ha- just, if you, you are Marcus Williams, or don't make me name his his counterpart and that's um, fine playing strong safety, but um, Lattimore. No, he's he's one of the cornerbacks. Whatever. But both of those guys have to be standing there pre pre snap. And knowing exactly what happens if either of their guys on their side of the field catches like a 40-yard bomb. Mm -hmm. If you are standing in that situation, if you are a high school football player, you have to know what your responsibility (laughs) is when that happens. You can't just... And it was just... It was almost comical. Like, uh, somebody must have made it into like 60,000 gifts by now because just like the comical way that he like... He almost like ragged all like threw himself into the air like he was doing some kind of gymnastics move and you're just sitting there watching kind of thinking like... I did feel bad for the guy because he was basically, I, I he was basically crying in his, in his post-game interview. But at the same time, again, going back to our, our central thesis of winning playoff <laughs> games is it's, it's coaching. It comes down to coaching and... And again, yeah. every, tons of people said it. The kid's a rookie, regardless of how good he is. Shit like that happens. It, it, it falls on coaching staff, defensive coordinators, getting reps, prepping, and knowing what you're going to do. All so that being said, my only point. who do you like in this NFC Championship game, the Vikings or the Eagles? Because the Vi- uh, I believe for the second week in a row, the Eagles are going to be home playoff underdogs. And they held the Falcons to 10 points and got the fourth down stop uh, on some questionable play calls by Atlanta Falcons offensive coordinator Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, But they got the win. And now they get to play a Vikings team that uh, was this close to losing to the Saints. And is, at the very least, you know, they're not world beaters. They have an excellent defense. Uh, we, we you would assume that the game uh, either way is going to be played below 24 points. That the final score is going to be 17, 14, agreed, 21, agreed. 17, somewhere around there. Make the case for uh, which team you think is going to win the game. Or have you not? Can you not? I, no, I, I I honestly, if you, I mean, you couldn't you couldn't hold me to you couldn't hold me to the spread. Um, but I uh, I I would just take, to, I would take the, I would take the Eagles. You take the I Eagles. I would take the Eagles. Absolutely. Wow. That's a hot take. We disagree. I have the Vikings. The only reason I say that is because I think they have this Nick Foles is kind of this like ble- blessing in disguise distraction that they have going on. It's the same media cycle that happens every single year when like the Patriots go to NFC AFC championships for the hundredth time in the row. It's like, well, you know what? The Jags defense really has a chance to kind of, you know, come after Brady and right. company and blah, 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 and rush front four. I don't... People are talking about the NFC Championship for sure, but I think I think the Eagles' defense is so much better than people realize it is. And as soon as Carson Wentz went down for the season, everyone was like, "Oh, Eagles are toast." You know, I mean, I Eagles have have a couple have a couple. When was the last time they won the Super Bowl? Seventies. They have never won a Super Bowl. They made Super Bowl fifteen they and lost to the Super Raiders. Bowl 15 and then, and then they lost to, to the Patriots yeah. in two thousand four. Yeah, That's yeah. it. Um, and so. I, uh, I frankly, I like the Eagles. I think a lot of what the Eagles do, they are. Right. I, I think they're. I think they're a quarterback light team, which sounds a little ridiculous in the NFL because everything mm-hmm. is 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 through the quarterback. But I think Nick Foles is probably the best backup quarterback in the NFL. He's he's up there among the handful he, of best backups. Certainly, he's yes. up there. Um, and so, if you're gonna have a guy, if you're gonna, so is Case Keenum, by the way. <laughs> oh, so is Case Keenum, exactly, by the way. In terms of being backups, I mean, if I mean, if Rex Grossman can get to the Super Bowl, <laughs> then you know, 
kids out there, your dreams really can't come true. Uh, I think that the Vikings have too many weapons. They uh, that Keenum is so willing to throw up balls uh, uh, that are up for grabs that Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen just go get, and that is going to be what gets them to twenty. Four-ish points, and they win the game 24-17, 24-14, somewhere around there. I think uh, the only way the Eagles win this game is if Jay and LeGarrette Blunt and Kenyon Barner, who I forget who the other running back is that they have in there, that they control the game, control uh, time of possession, and don't turn the ball over, and they win a, like a super ugly 14-10, type game. Don't sleep on my boy Aguilar. He's good for one Nelson big play. He's, he's good for one big play a game. Yeah, so, and that, and that's yeah. I think Foles will have to throw those same kind of 50-50 balls up for Alshon Jeffrey and Al Galore sure. and, and Torrey Smith yeah. and just try and chuck it and, and air it out. Uh, so we disagree on the NFC Championship game. Obviously, we're both in the tank for the Patriots, and we both think they're going to win the game. I think independent of our fandom, we think the Patriots are going to win the game. And yeah, that would give us a can't. Patriots-Vikings Super Bowl. Um, oh, I'm sorry. That would give us a uh, Super Bowl between the Patriots and either Vikings or Eagles in Minnesota. And Either way, do you think the Patriots are going to be favored in that game? I, I mean, the Patriots have got to be favored all the way through. Yeah. I mean, and shout, shout out to uh, Senor Nate Silver to throw out some of his his, Nate ma- Silver. his math work out 538. there. 538.com. But uh, ELO, has, uh, ELO has an 85% chance for the Pats to beat the Jaguars. And, uh-huh. and I believe an 81 Percent chance? To no, 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 no. So 81. this is no. This is basically what it was. It was uh, it was eighty five percent chance to beat the Titans, and then an eighty one percent chance to beat the Jaguars. Okay, and so getting to sense. the from there, I believe you're looking at either seventy six or seventy nine percent chance to make the Super Bowl, which basically was the gist of their article that statistically it is the easiest road to the Super Bowl in the modern NFL era. And so again. <laughs> The Jags' defense is so legit. All these things. Can Blake Bortles show up? I mean, you're going to... Spoiler alert. You're going to be playing a legit team in the AFC Championship. And so I yeah. think as as compared to years past, I think the chances for the Pats to advance again are just are higher. Than are ever, higher. So. I agree. Yeah. Uh we are going to move on from. I'm glad we got uh, those previews down. Those are those are our picks that are in and on for the world to hear. Hope if this podcast goes out, let me knock on some wood. Yeah, so hopefully this podcast. The Vikings goes out. can play the Jaguars in the Super Bowl. Viking, yeah, yeah. A Jaguars uh, Eagles Super Bowl or Jaguars Vikings wouldn't have the same kind of uh, uh, headline grabbing yeah. stuff as if the Patriots made it. In any case. We are going to move on to one of the staple segments of Fighting Fire with Fire, and that is in honor of Will Ferrell as Mugatu saying, so hot right now, Hansel. So, so, so hot, hot right now. So hot. You have to tell us right what now. is so hot right now, and uh, the way you can get in touch with the show and do that is go on Facebook.com slash The AJ Rose Show. Hit us up on Twitter at The AJ Rose Show, or email us, ajroseshow at gmail.com. Let us, what you thi- let us know what you think is so hot right now. Use the hashtag, so hot right now. All right? Tell us. Nobody's ever told us what is so hot right now other than my boy Eric. Shout out to Eric. <laughs> other but, than, yeah, I was going to say, so of you two to three previous guests, <laughs> two to three of seven total listeners <laughs> of the Fighting Fire with Fire podcast. I uh, what? So, Alex, do you have something that's so hot right now? Ugh, the hottest thing in the game right now is the name Stormy. The name, uh- <laughs> the, 
the name Stormy Daniels. Actually, by next week, there's a decent chance that my driver's license is legally going to say Storm Stormy Daniels Xbox Live Gamer Tag. Like, really? Oh, my uh, your Xbox Live Gamer Tag Stormy uh, Daniels. All right, hey, my, hey, my my legal name is probably gonna is is probably gonna fall. Hopefully, first. you won't have to pay 130 grand to change your gamer tag to to Stormy Daniels. Dude, the guy's a fucking millionaire. That's actually is like that is actually the funniest part about it is that. For a guy who claims that he's worth like to what to the what to the tune of like nine billion dollars on paper or whatever it is, yeah. it's like what you only got one hundred and thirty grand in hush money before you go run for the president of the United States. So yeah, I feel whether, like you should whether probably it's ignorance, hush. stupidity, or just like the the world's most and, and, gigantic set of brass balls. Yeah, I, I I think that what wait what's the other situation where is there any other situation that uses the word stormy recently or are you just I don't think so, just no, so I just, hot I right just now. love the name I just I mean the name is so good so and hot right now even though it is a pornography name I just even like I can name my dog Stormy Daniels or like Stormy Daniels as a my pet kid Stormy that, Daniels like. I think that I'm all in on it. a pet named Stormy no matter what pet it is a fish a turtle a dog a cat whatever Stormy or even the full name Stormy Daniels yeah. is a pretty is, as long as it's like a kind of a kind of a flirtatious animal if you've got like kind of a like a playful dog named Stormy Daniels that yeah. that that kind of gets so, the job done I mean I suppose it's only like Three or four of like six or seven shoes that are certain to drop at some point. Yes, throughout there the are lots, of, lots of shoes. Or the, lots of the shoes next are going to drop. Years. Besides the between what, now and how mo- long? How long is the list already? What of shoes that ten, have dropped? Ten women. Oh, that have accused women. Trump of yeah. sexual assault. I think yeah. it's 16, 17, 16 currently, something well, like that. Like Fifteen was kind of my guess. I yeah, yeah. Who who even knows anymore? Yeah. Uh my so hot right now is people reneging on their New Year's resolutions because this is the period of time, mid to late January, where everybody just sort of gives up. They you know they were it was they were a couple drinks deep on December thirty first. And that you know, you throw back a little bit more of your 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 whiskey ginger, and you say, "I'm going to stick to my New Year's resolutions this year. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to uh, 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 work on playing piano. I'm going to do this and that." And then right around mid to late January, you're like, "Ah, I'm the same schmo that I was on December 31st." Do you have an opinion, uh, pro or con, on New Year's resolutions, Alex? I'm believe it or not, even though I currently have, even though I currently have zero, I um, I I am generally pro New Year's resolutions minus the gym. If your New Year's resolution is to go to the gym, fuck you, <laughs> right right off the bat. But uh, the, that's the one great thing about living in a place like Boston or somewhere where you have really really intense winter is it's just this really really easy excuse for you to just get back into your normal sort of human being routine. You've just ate and drank the town for the past month throughout the entire course of December and at this point if you're lucky enough to to find yourself a uh, a nice uh, a nice a nice winter partner to Netflix and chill or whatever cool phrase the kids are using these days it is a good excuse to kind of get yourself back into into a proper routine so if you're if your new year's resolution is to Hulu like, and hang who yeah Hulu and hang there you go it's yeah, any any alliteration hits. <laughs> yeah. Alliteration always hits, even though Netflix <laughs> and chill doesn't really satisfy that. But uh, but yeah, I mean, whether it's like, oh, I don't want to sleep in my room with my phone anymore, or I want to like cook myself more dinner, mm-hmm. or whatever your if you manage to make a reasonable New Year's resolution for yourself, the fact that it's 
in well I'll use Boston as an example that has been zero degrees outside for three weeks is a really good excuse to stay home and not spend money <laughs> and not go outside and not try to meet people or really do anything at all that costs you money and or brain cells really I suppose so so hot so. right now we've got the name stormy the name stormy and New Year's resolutions New- whether you're sticking to them or not they, pro New they Year's remain. resolutions no we're pro in general we're just yeah. Uh, I, I remain skeptical of people actually following through, myself included. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I can follow through with my New Year's resolutions. Actually, if I stick around, your our our friend and your roommate, Duran Fernandez O'Brien, and I may be uh, getting down to some DJing, which is one of my New Year's ah, resolutions, see, to see, work see, on oh, DJing absolutely. I'm uh, more that. often. Because well, it's interesting that you say that because his uh, his brother, who's his Remy. Uh, DJ teacher, Remy, Remy, Remy. Um, fellow JP resident, uh, great hair, great dancer, great all-around person, Remy Fernandez O'Brien, stalk him on Facebook. Um, is I I would also actually like to be my potential piano teacher. So wow, just, I feel so long overdue. I love music so much, and I have absolutely no musical ability whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So I guess you get to a certain point in your life where you're like, wow, I am gonna die along with everybody else. <laughs> And so it's just like shit. Like, should I should I learn an instrument? Should I do something? I mean, and I mean, and, and again, New Year's resolution so hot right now. Human beings are terrible at like today's the day. <laughs> yeah. Today's the day. We always need some bullshit excuse for like, oh, I'm going to start on the first of the month, or I'm going to start after this drink right here, or whatever. The, right. Whatever your excuse I'm going to start so whatever it is tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to exactly. start tomorrow. I think every Sunday I say I'm going to eat better starting yeah. the next day. Oh, I've been eating like trash for two oh, weeks. Oh my god. I'm going to continue. <laughs> so you wanted this, I actually wanted you to segue that into did you I, th- I think one of the list of potential topics we have written down here is dating in Boston slash winter dating uh, yeah, do you want to talk about the trials and tribulations that come with trying to date somebody or I actually think there are some positives here you mentioned how you can sort of just it's it, it, it lends itself to snuggling up and just getting warm and cozy and intimate in that way for Netflix and chill Hulu and hang uh, Amazon and ass <laughs> I don't. Amazon and ass. <laughs> I, I don't know I'm trying to think of more alliteration well it's funny I at some point uh, I used I used to be a hardcore Boston commuter so every day I would well, this was four years ago I was driving every day from uh, Mission Hill all the way up to Wilmington where I worked and so it's constantly talk radio is one of those self-loathing things that like it's on and you just want to listen to it because it's probably some asshole and you just want to know what he's saying you're just kind of like what's this shithead gonna say right now he's some mouth breathing Boston native um <laughs> How do you feel? And, oh, no, keep going. And uh, but no, so he was uh, he was saying that this isn't some any kind of proper legal or scientific study, but it was either Cosmo or someone else did this huge nationwide poll of their readers, and they found that um, single women in Boston were the most unhappy of any major city in the United States. Wow! And while I was listening, we're to that, so sorry. I was like, not. I was not surprised. I was simply not surprised. But I, I do feel like there's a few reasons for that. And Go on. I just the biggest thing that I think anyone notices about Boston if you live here for any stretch of time is that there's kind of there seems to be a fifty fifty split between a very transient, highly educated, bougie, whatever you want to call it, populace of students 
who are Harvard, Harvard Med, Tufts, BU, Northeastern, wherever you happen to be. Mm-hmm. And then you have a much more indigenous population who you're – and so many people that I meet that are from the Boston area, their parents, their grandparents, their their grandparents lived in Boston. We stay here. Yeah. Why would you yeah. ever leave, yeah. dude, guy? Yeah. <laughs> and the McCarthy's have been here for generations. What's uh, <laughs> what, who, who rocks? McDoyle oh, rules. Oh, yeah, Doyle Mc... rules. <laughs> oh, Doyle, Doyle rules. rules. Oh, Doyle all rules. All that yeah, stuff. Exactly. Uh, so, go. what you're saying is like all these smart, educated women are meeting all of these, uh, you know, Boston construction workers, and it's not working out. But is that what you're saying? No, it's not necessary. It's, it's, it's. I would. I would not simplify it that far okay. by any stretch of the imagination. But I think that people are very. Um, I think people are very culturally far apart. From yeah. One another. Yeah. And so I don't think that particularly lends itself to. And I hear people say it all the time. I can't remember who it was was saying the other day. As soon as, as soon as you go to college or you make some friend group in Boston, then there's like no more getting. There's no more like getting into that group anymore. Kind of when you go out, you go out to the bar, you go out, and people don't seem super friendly to kind of meet you or find out what your life story is or who you are. Or really, people just want to hang with the friends there. They, they just kind of want to. Um, stay in their circle. Yeah, and so for, uh, well, especially for that reason. I mean, both for men and women across the board, dating is time and energy and money and hangovers and a whole list of things. I mean, people put a lot of energy into dating, especially mm-hmm. in 2018. We have more. We're not in some WTO ball anymore for us to like meet the love of our lives right no. there, right off no, the bat. So you know, you're you're spending more time and effort making sure that like what you're like the job you have and the person you're with is like really exactly what you want and what's for you. And so, but yeah, so, and again, over the winter, winter is a good excuse for you to give yourself a, a break from that kind of cycle yeah. of constantly having to go out and put yourself out there and, and put energy into it. And so I, I'm, I'm pro, pro winter dating, Not, nothing wrong with, uh, Winter dating, summer comes around, you find out that like, oh god, I really don't like this person that much at all, or maybe you do like them. Who knows? Either way, but uh, I I think that get uh, yourself into some winter dating. Try it out. Give it a spin. All right, give yourself some winter dating. Yeah. So a little piece of advice from Chimmy. I enjoy yeah. this. Yeah. That's yeah. what you want to say about winter dating. I no one should ever take dating advice from from. <laughs> it's like should have been that actually that disclaimer should have been all the way at the beginning. It probably should have. It actually probably probably should have preceded the, the entire podcast. podcast the some very kind beginning. of like actual legal agreement for you to not listen or do anything <laughs> that I say whatsoever. Uh, I I real, real quick my 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 uh, expressed views and opinions do not reflect the the opinions of Fresh Truck in any way. <laughs> my, my employer whatsoever who actually shout out just got a shout out on national TV during the Patriots game. Yeah, so they did. Cheers to cheers to my my one and only Josh Trout one. They were the talking about Nate Anaka. Solder, Patriots offensive lineman Nate Solder, who's one on the board for Fresh Truck, on, right? Yeah, uh, the and they were saying Nate Solder's involved in Fresh Truck, which uh, turns old school buses into mobile food trucks mobile and. Food delivers fresh food to people in communities where fresh food is not as readily available. So Jim Nance is reading that little cue card. And then Tony 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 Romo, God bless that man. Tony Romo's like, did you just say that they take old school buses and make them into food trucks? That's that's, the best thing I've ever heard. That's that's fantastic. (laughs) 
So thanks. Oh, thanks, shout thanks, out to Romo. Tony Romo. Shout out Romo for being so incredibly, in, incredulously impressed with with the basic premise of Fresh Rock. We do we do appreciate before, that. Before we get out of here, uh, uh, I love how when we were texting back and forth to decide what we wanted to talk about on this podcast, you said let's talk about politics, but fun politics, oh, which is only, such a which is such politics. a such a it's such a hard niche to, <laughs> to yeah, find now. Um, but we wanted to talk briefly about Paul Manafort. Um, uh, and the late, oh, the latest, the yikes. latest step in the saga of Paul Manafort's downward spiral. Shout out Robert Mueller doing doing the. It Lord's is Mueller work. time. Yeah. It is Mueller time. It's Mueller time. Crack open a cold one. It's oh, Mueller time. Oh my god. Um. So I uh, primer. I grew up in Plainville, Connecticut. Yes. Get get your laughter out of the way. <laughs> in, in Plainville, Connecticut. Um. But which shares a town line with New Britain, Connecticut. New Britain, Connecticut of the Manafort family fame. Um, and it's just funny because everyone in town sort of knows who they are and uh, and kind of what their deal is. Um, and obviously, they're they're super rich. They live in this ostentatious house on the top of a hill in in Farmington. To it's like the most typically Italian thing. Like the entire house is white. There's like two massive marble lion statues. <laughs> Like flanking the front door, it looks like you're entering like Stratton, Oakmont. Like, yeah, like yeah, it looks like Tony Soprano's house. And so, yeah, um, but yeah. So, uh, oh, and uh, there, the it's not Paul Manafort's son, but one of his brothers, his son, grew up in the in the area as well, and he would drive around in the same Nissan that Paul Walker had in Fast and the Furious. Amazing, and amazing. So, R.I.P. Paul Walker. Really, amazing. kind of. Uh, Everyone is is well well acquainted with the Manaforts, but it's really sort of uh, of no surprise when uh, when well it's actually the news came out actually when he physically got indicted. I got blown up by my group chat by uh, by all my guys at home who were like, "Did you see Manafort mortgage the entire town of New Britain in order to like bail himself out of jail?" So, so, so for people who aren't caught up, Paul Manafort got indicted by the FBI, yes, and by Bob uh, Mueller's special investigation. Yes, by Bob Bob, Bob Mueller's special investigation for lying to the FBI. No, one, that was uh, I believe there was either one or two counts of lying to the FBI. The one thing that they got him for that I believe that they are going to be trying to get everybody for, and again, you can quote Steve Bannon on this actually, <laughs> but it is actually is for money laundering. Yeah. Um, and so I think the most likely scenario, whether or not you have, I, I have no faith in and Congress, and you shouldn't either. But ever. Um, but uh, it's from those guys and from the kind of the the grunt group all the way up to the the blonde top of the tree um is 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 money laundering and whether or not that money is coming through russia and 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 so i think as far as from a legal standpoint whether you want to censure censure him or and um, file for impeachment whatever it is that's probably the most expedient route route. Yeah. yeah and paul manafort uh in order to pay his legal fees had to mortgage yeah, basically, and I don't know the specific details of it, but uh, I, he sold his house. He basically mortgaged every single asset that he owns, and I'm sure he probably didn't. Uh, that probably did not include Manafort Construction, but uh, in our in a, in our own minds, it probably did. It's just the hilarious saga of the golden child of New Britain, Connecticut, finally like it reaches his downfall, crashes. To he's our home. own little like he's our own little mini Freaking Tony Paul Montana. Manafort. God. So yeah, it's the worst version of Tony. <laughs> yeah, so Tony, basically, in the in the current downward spiral, Tony is, is the state of Connecticut right now. It's just another another gold star 
that we have up on the fridge for the state of Connecticut. Shout out, Connecticut. Love you. Love you. <laughs> Well, we can have a whole different podcast about Connecticut and where it stands yeah, in the, the hierarchy of states and whatnot. That, yeah. But before we get out of here, Alex, one uh, the thing that we like to do at the end is to go one last thing, and we each keep uh, making points like and saying one last thing and okay. thinking, All right. thinking, I'm thinking of something. Do the to best say. that I can. Intro, intro, right. one last thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, 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 one last thing. I think that. Uh, I would not be that upset if the Patriots lost in the Super Bowl as a Patriots fan after they've won five Super Bowls. I'm just throwing that out there. One last thing. I would be much more satisfied if, and I guess this is like being a personal sensitive Patriots fan, I would much prefer they, they just lose on Sunday. As opposed to losing in the Super Bowl? Oh, of course. That's totally fine because then then you get, then you get into the overall Super Bowl record. And it's like <laughs> Tom Brady has a 500. He's on the verge yeah, of a yeah. 500 record in the Super Bowl. He's gonna. He'd be um, five. Well, he's five and two in seven Super Bowls, right? So he'd be five and three if he lost. And yeah, you know, yeah. people could say, oh, he's two plays away from being three and five in the Super Bowl. Blah blah yeah. blah. And uh, one last thing, I think that uh, summer dating is more volatile than winter dating. And of, course it's safer. More, of course it's more volatile, okay. but again, that was the thesis of my argument. That was the thesis? It's more expensive, it's more volatile, it's more stressful right. on your body. Your New Year's resolutions are coming around. Give yourself a break with some winter dating. All right, there um, we go. One last thing, I think the uh, I think the NBA is the most overrated sport in the entire... That's I, its own podcast. I just, I just, see, I, just, I had to That's slide that in podcast. right at the end. AJ's like, we're coming up on the half hour mark right now. Yeah, gotta, this is, we, we, I mean, 36 minutes is a really admirable first podcast. I think we've done a great that's, job that's we will talk bad. about the nba a different time but there is it is it is the best sport in the world uh I, okay maybe not actually but it is certainly not overrated and i will hear none of that from chimmy's ignorant ass nba fan that's, mouth that's factually correct I, I, yeah that is, you're that's, that's so factually correct see me saturday mornings balling hard doing a real bad job Losing the ball, turnovers. We're on, we're on the no same pickup defense. team on Saturdays. Oh, God. We oh. did not have a great performance in our first game, oh. but but things are going to get better. Things are going to get better. Things are absolutely going to get better. For uh, As always, you can listen to all episodes of Fighting Fire with Fire at soundcloud.com slash fightingfirewithfire. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a rating and review, hopefully one that has five stars in it. You know, If you if you really think we're a one-star podcast, then leave a one-star review. You, know you can leave me a one-star some, review some constructive you want, criti- Some constructive <laughs> criticism. You can find us on Google Play. And by hook or by crook, I am going to let you guys know when this podcast is on Spotify. All right? I will find that out because that's, that's when we make our leap from seven yeah. listeners yeah. to 17. <laughs> listeners I promise alright for Alex Chimino aka Chimmy who will be back he will be back golf class thank you golf class thank you thank you thank you all my 17 my oh sorry I got ahead of myself my 7 listeners and future 17 listeners Uh, um, we'll see you guys next time Godspeed fuckers cheers